Alright folks, coming to you live, week to week, episode by episode, you are listening to the Brilliantly Dumb Show, big, big appreciation to all the followers there, downloads just keep on pouring in, fires me up, keeps the energy flowing here, Big Bob here on the ones and twos, Grace Abraham. In the back room, checking in. Grace Abraham still is yet to show her voice. We do not have a mic for her. We figured I may just keep talking to her 20 episodes in, just not have her say a word. And then she just takes over like episode 21, so so people know she's real. Went to Supercuts this week. For those of you following me on Instagram, you may know I have a, uh, a long-time feud with Supercuts. I did a video a couple months ago uh, after Supercuts haircut. I kind of let them do their own thing and, and pick what would look best on me. Big problem. You don't walk into a place charging $20 a haircut and say, you decide. It's not how this works. Anyway, they gave me like a hardcore fade. And I said they they made it was like a it was like a badass bad boy type haircut. Like a lot going on in the top and just like buzzed it down to the skull on the sides. I looked like a defenseman for Manchester United. Not to say it was a bad haircut, just not for the right person. Not for the Jewish white guy from Randolph, New Jersey. It just it didn't fit the image. Some people, yes, not for me. I just looked ridiculous. But every time I go into supercuts, there's always an issue. I always have a problem. And I'm trying to find a new barber so you could consider me in the market for a new barber. But I did like the rewards program that they have. And it's the most ridiculous rewards program of all time. It's like get your first 49 haircuts, get the 50th free. I'm on haircut like 18, but now it's just about pride. So like I, I absolutely intend on, on finishing out all 50. But there's always an issue every single time I go in. I went in this week. There's like a line basically out the door. Putting a reservation for the haircut, that means nothing. That's just not at Supercuts. That's any barbershop. Your 130 haircut appointment is not actually a 130 haircut appointment. If the seat's open, it's open. So I walk in, open chair is right there, it's my turn to go. You know what the barber says to me? I shit you not. She's sucking down the dum-dum. You know all the haircut, but they, they put dum-dums outside there for you? She goes, let me just finish up here with my dum-dum and I'll be right with you. Oh yeah, excuse me, I apologize, Cindy. You go right ahead, finish that dum-dum. It was Unbelievable. Like, aren't the dum-dums, aren't, aren't those for the, 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 the guests of Supercuts? You know, that's like their shtick, these dum-dums. I look forward to them. You're not really let the, you don't show that the employees are eating the dum-dums. That's your shtick. It's like walking into a steakhouse and the waiter's just sitting there eating a porterhouse. Like, yeah, gentlemen, I'll be right with you. I'm just going to finish up my porterhouse here with Chef and we'll be right with you. I was blown away. I said, yeah, go ahead, Cindy. Finish up your dum-dum. She finally finishes it. I sit down. 
haircut gets going. She did the the courtesy ask two questions, and then that's the end of the. You know, they did their part. So I sit down. She goes, uh, "You come often?" I say, uh, "To L.A. or to Supercuts?" She goes, "Well, to L.A." I said, "Well, I live here, so yeah, I come from time to time. Supercuts every now and then." And then that was it. That that, that was her questions were done for the remainder of my appointment, and that's okay. That's kind of what you want out of your Uber driver. Ask, hey, how you doing today? Shut it down. And I'm okay with that. But anyway, we're a good five, ten minutes into this haircut. I got I to gotta shit. I got to shit. And I was starting to get nervous about it, so I started sweating, which really kind of affects Cindy's technique. Because she's fighting through bullets of sweat with the comb. So she was doing like a hardcore one on the sides, two on the top. Had no intention to kind of just play around with the scissors a little bit. She just took out the chainsaws and had at it. But I got to shit. So I say, look, Cindy, I I, got to go to the bathroom. I'm going to be right back. I'm in the bathroom. I couldn't get out. Natural causes. I'm legitimately there... In the bathroom, I would say for 12 minutes, which is a long time when you got to line out the door here at Supercuts. So I wash up, I come back out, I shit you not, Cindy has taken another guest. There's a guy sitting on my chair. She turns to me and she goes, I'm just doing a quick buzz for him, I'll have him right out. Yeah, sure thing, Cindy. I'll, I'll go down the street and grab me a Subway sandwich. I'm going to tag team this haircut with this guy. I couldn't believe it. Mind you, I was 12, 15 minutes, which is a a long time, but the audacity to actually sit this guy just blew me away. I like, I wasn't mad because I was so appalled that like I didn't even have time to be mad. So I said, fuck it. Go grab a sandwich down at Subway. And then maybe if, if the guy in the chair now has to go to the bathroom, have him tag me back into the ropes here. I've never seen anything like this. I'm walking down the street, the subway, half of my head is shaved off. Half of it's just like a big bush on top of my head. I looked ridiculous. I can never win with these guys. Super cuts haircuts, folks. Moving on. I got a story for the ages, by the way. Never have I been so eager to just bust through my door, slap in the headphones and start potting. Everybody's got a top five of who they'd like to meet out. You know, if you were out to dinner, what celebrity would you like to see? Who would you like to meet? Everybody's got it. Before the other night, I, you know, I'm throwing Derek Jeter in there. Um, shit, I throw, I throw Leo DiCaprio in there. I, I, I thought I had a pretty good idea of who I'm popping in that top five. I met Wiz Khalifa the other night. Absolute, no doubt about it, top five. After this performance, I freaked out. Never thought I would really like freak out if you told me that I would see Wiz Khalifa out. Lost my shit. The funniest thing. So we went golfing Saturday. All right, hitting the greens with the boys. I got paired up with some rando. Filipino guy, so we needed a force, so we tagged along with it. 
This guy was smoking a joint every single hole. Khalifa Kush. I shit you not. So the whole round, he's, he's saying, you want some, you want some. I keep saying no. Finally, he told me it's Khalifa Kush. I, I'll, I'll dabble in that. <laughs> he didn't tell me till like whole 15 that it was Wiz Khalifa's weed. So I said, fuck it. We'll do it. We were going to go out to dinner afterwards, so I really didn't want to. But you tell me it's KK Kush. I'll see what Wiz is bringing to the table. So we smoked a joint. We go out to a place in L.A. called The Nice Guy, where it's like full-blown exclusive, can't even bring the, like the phone-ins. You got three bouncers for one door. It's me and Cold Cuts at the bar. I'd say 15 minutes into our meal. So we're slapping down some vino. We're having a ball. I hear this signature... Wiz Khalifa laugh <laughs> to where d- d- directly behind me. So me and Cold Cuts are at the bar facing one way. T- on my back was Wiz Khalifa after I had just smoked his marijuana. Only in Los Angeles, California, folks. So I hear him laugh. I did not even turn around. I looked to Cold Cuts and I said, Cuts, Wiz Khalifa is sitting behind us right now. He said, are you sure? I said, cuts. 2010, junior year of high school, I lived and breathed with Khalifa. That is him. I wish I could do an impression of him. I've been working on it every day since, just for the pod. He's got that signature laugh. So we're going back and forth, and I, I said to him, I said, I, I, I got to say something. Because you're not going to say something. I said, no, Cuts, I'm, I, I am going to say something to Wiz. No doubt about it. Totally freaking out. We end up obviously fully doing the full 180 and making sure that it is him. It is. We're in a fresh as fuck Lakers jersey. Like an authentic Kobe jersey. Just crushing it. So finally I said, all right, I, I'm going to do it. I turn around and I said, hey, Wiz. He turns, he looks at me. I'm starting to shit bricks a little bit. Again, Vino's still flowing through me, so that helped. I said, this KK Kush, it packs a little bit of a punch. I'm not going to lie. I said, I could be the only person in the state of California that's higher than you right now. The delivery was great from my end, and I I deliver it. He didn't really, he didn't give it much. Like, he acknowledged it, but it really, like, it it was still where I was like, fuck, like, I probably shouldn't have done that. Turns back around, keeps eating his meal. Like, he acknowledged it, he gave it, like, a little chuckle, but it was not much. To where, like, at the time, if I could go back, I wouldn't have done it again. Five minutes later, I shit you not... I get a tap on my shoulder right from where he is. Wiz leans in just that little corner he's got. That's like all I could see in my peripheral. And I turn and he's right there. And he goes, shit's pretty dank, no? (laughs) I had the chills. I had the chills. It was the most amazing 
I started cracking the fuck up. So he goes, shit's pretty dank, right? I go, sure as hell is, Wiz. Sure as hell is. Just trying to keep it together. And he goes, you from Philly, huh? And I said, no, I'm actually a Jersey guy. He looks, he laughs, he goes, you a funny white boy, man. You a funny white boy. Turns around, keeps eating his meal. I, at this moment, was rock hard. Cold Cuts was looking in awe. It, it was maybe the greatest interaction I will ever have with any celebrity ever. To go from such a low of him just not appreciating my joke to him turning and tapping me on the shoulder 10 minutes later, it's like he had to process it. And I wasn't lying to him. I was stoned as shit. It's few and far between that I'm piping down Khalifa Kush joints on a weekday. I was feeling it. So you pack that on top of it. Oh my God, it was remarkable. Wiz motherfucking Khalifa, top five, no questions asked. Oh, oh, did we leave there on a good one. Best part about it was he gets up with his posse like 10 minutes later to leave. He's walking out. I, I acted as if I'd known him for years. I just like put my hand in it. Just, all right, Wiz. Have a good night, bud. You know, like we both go to the same local gym together. Like I cross paths with him on the pectoral fly at the gym every other day. Just happened to see him out at the bar. Okay, Wiz. Have a good night, bud. Nothing on the way out. Not not a nod. Look, I, I got what I needed. <laughs> you know. All right, folks, moving on. Yeah, so I was at the airport the other day. Went to go visit my parents in Florida. My parents are just living the classic. Raise your kids in the New Jersey suburbs till they're 25 and then just ship off to Florida. Dream. I mean, these two, my mom and dad are just absolutely thriving down in Jupiter, Florida. I love it. My dad wakes up every morning. Reads the New York Post for two hours, maybe an hour 45 if he's got a couple errands to run that day. Slams down a green drink, like one of those kale and spinach drinks. Two cups of Starbucks coffee, and he's on his way. People ask me, like, you know, what was the difference from when he was working to retiring for me? It was, he was always a huge New York Yankee fan, but I knew that my dad had retired just from his knowledge of not just the New York Yankees, but it expanded to the New York Yankees farm system. Like, it's coming to a point where he knows the New York Yankees farm system and minor leagues better than he knows the New York Yankees. I shit you not, he'll call me in the morning. I'm in L.A., so I'm three hours behind. It'll be like six in the morning. Be like, hey, Dad, what's going on? Be like, hey, Rob, how are you? Good morning. I just would like to let you know, keep an eye out. I think the Yankees are going to go ahead and promote Chance Adams from AAA Scranton and drop Clint Frazier from the roster. Keep an eye out. Have a good day. Just look out for it. Sure enough, I get all the, the Yankees alerts on my phone. Like three days later, the New York Yankees have promoted Chance Adams and dropped Clint Frazier. I've never seen anything like it. But anyway, I'm at the airport. I'm at a Shake Shack. 
and I'm at the cash register. There's a good 20 people behind me. This girl's on her second day on the job. And I'm just thinking to myself, how do you go about getting a job at the airport? Like, not an actual job, like, at the airport, but, like, inside it at one of these restaurants. Like, how do you go about applying? Is it like, hey, Ma, you know, drop me off at LAX. I want to go drop off an application. Do you think you could drive me to LAX, Ma? I want to go put my resume down at Shake Shack. And then when you get to the airport, do you have to go through security to drop off your resume? Like, do you send your your resume through the scanner, take your shoes off and all? Or is there a Shake Shack representative outside of security just handing out applications and taking resumes? If so, I haven't seen one of them. It's very strange. Like, I've never gone to an airport or, like, on a trip and not come back with some sort of content, whether it be an Instagram post, something for the pod. Poor girl's on her second day of the job, and she's got some jackass asking her how she applies for this job for his podcast. She just looked at me. She just was not having it and said, sir, are you paying cash or credit? And I don't blame her. I, I mean, it's like, come on. But seriously, and then like when you get through security to go apply, do do you just have to buy like a one-way ticket from LAX to, to Las Vegas to apply? Or can you tell somebody, I'm here to drop off my resume, can I just go through? And then they reimburse you, you know, once you get the Shake Shack, if you get the job. You just show them your boarding pass. It's like, yeah, here's your $105, and uh, welcome to the Shake Shack family, Samantha. You start Wednesday. Welcome aboard. The airport just always has me thinking. I'm slamming down my Shake Shack burger. The only thing I'm thinking about is how the fuck did Samantha get this job at Shake Shack? Who was Samantha's in at Shake Shack? Am I wrong? Yeah, I did that Shake Shack bit for my Instagram. I do a lot of like my comedy bits and just narrow it down to one minute for Instagram. This page, Old Row Official, posted it. They got 1.8 million followers. They've been really good to me. I've been on their podcast. They, They post my videos. So a lot of my Instagram following has come from them. And most of the ones that they put, they, they've done pretty well. The comments are good. They don't, you know, it gets good feedback. The way it is, Barstool Sports pretty much runs the Northeast. And then Old Row Official just controls the South. So you got some hardcore dudes commenting on these videos. Something about this Shake Shack bit just did not sit well with the Southerners. I don't know why, but I got absolutely put on a skillet. When they posted this video Now they post it They tag you the, the followers come flying in But I'm reading the comments Like fuck this Yankee Screw this dude I mean just torched And it made me think about Barstool Sports Everybody thought the first time Barstool Sports posted me Was the handicap video When I'm taking a shit in the handicap stall And there's like 20 
wheelchairs just lined up waiting to take a shit and I'm just sweating bullets. But the first post they had of me was I was outside of Miami Marlins Stadium. Not many people know this. Um, I Where my patio was from my apartment, I was living in Miami, Florida. You could see Miami Marlins Park. So I would watch the 50 people they get in attendance per game pile in before the game, and you could actually see the stadium. So they had the All-Star game going there. So I'm sitting on the patio, and for the All-Star game, they fly the Goodyear blimp over the stadium. Goodyear does it for, like, any big game. So they fly this blimp over the stadium. I'm sitting on a a little hammock that we built on my patio, and I'm watching this, and leave it to the Miami Marlins organization. They can't do anything right. They have a retractable roof, so the roof was closed. So the blimp flies over the stadium. Little do they know, nobody can see the blimp. The roof is closed. So I didn't know blimps had horns. The Goodyear blimp is honking their horn for somebody in the stadium to open the goddamn roof. Meanwhile, I'm commenting this play-by-play, watching the whole thing. So they're honking away. Finally, they just say, fuck it and leave. But anyway, I send the video over to Frankie Borelli, who was doing video for them at the time before he like turned into a star there. He's friends with my cousin, so I kind of had a connection with him, so I sent it over for him, and he said, hey, I want you to let you know this is going to be posted in exactly like 30 minutes. They have like legit scheduled times of their posts. So I was jacked up. I thought that was it. I thought I, you know, I thought I could just quit my day job, and that, that was my big break. I was finally going to go on Barstool Sports, and that would be the end of that. I thought I hit big, so I called my parents. And I said, guys, look, Barstool Sports is about to post me. This is going to be huge. So they call me like 28 minutes later waiting for this post, and we're all jacked up. I did not know how brutal their fan bases can be between Old Row and Barstool. I mean, they are brutal. So I'm all excited, amped up. They post it like right on the dot at 30 minutes. I'll never forget I'm on the phone with my mom, like, here we go, Ma, here we go. Read the comments. First comment rolls in. I mean, my mom are all on, you know, we're on the phone amped up. I'm like, Ma, check the comments, check the comments. So the first comment comes in. I'll never forget. First guy, first comment that comes in, like two seconds after they post. Guy goes, this guy's voice makes me want to put a pitchfork in between my eyes. (laughs) My mom was just like, ooh. Like, yeah, my, you know what? Well, fuck that guy. Next comment comes in. Don't ever post this piece of shit again. I go, yeah, you know what, my, well, fuck that guy too. And then it just kind of snowballs. I mean, these guys, these guys are harsh. Followers will roll in, but boy, you could see why some people just kind of lose their mind over the internet. Cyber bullies. I was cyber bullied. No doubt about it. Doesn't sit well. Not going to lie. Anyway, Grace, let's let, let's let's close this sucker out with a sports segment. I want to talk the news. We got a big poppy, David Ortiz, shot in the Dominican Republic. You know the 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 scary thing about it is we really haven't gotten an update on him, which makes it very concerning for me. 
usually something you know this big of an ordeal especially a guy as as big as the you know the name David Ortiz it's 2 weeks later and we don't have an update on him which is scary so you hope just nothing for the best for the guy there's been articles coming up that he was sleeping he was having an affair with a drug lord's wife or or, or girlfriend it's a messy situation and I think more information is going to start to, to leak out about this. That'll just kind of blow people's mind. I think there's definitely more to the story. But anyway, living in Los Angeles, in the hotel business, you meet a lot of people. A lot of different celebrities, a lot of different stars, whether you see them out at a Whole Foods or, or, or whatnot. You meet a lot of them. And some of them, it, it hurts because you meet them. And you may look up to these people and they turn up just being jackasses, like total assholes, nothing how they portray themselves to be. So when you meet somebody that you really like and they are the person who they, you know, they, they are on TV and, and that's really them, it's very, uh, it's good to see, you know, you feel good about it. David Ortiz is one of those guys. And as a Yankee fan, there's kind of just like an unwritten rule that the only Red Sox former or current that you're allowed to like is David Ortiz, vice versa for Derek Jeter. Like Red Sox fans, like you're allowed to tip the cap to Derek Jeter. It's just like a respect thing we kind of have between one another. I love David Ortiz. So I was working at the hotel. He's working for Fox. So he would come by for dinner just about every night when the Dodgers were in the playoffs. And at the same time, the Yankees are playing the Red Sox in the playoffs. So I kind of built a little bit of a relationship with Ortiz when every time he would come in, you know, I would chat him up. He's such a nice guy. So, you know, he knew I was a big Yankee fan. Anyway, Red Sox go up 1-0. He starts talking a little bit of shit to me. Then the Yankees not at 1-1 in the series and they got to go back to the Bronx, which just puts us in the driver's seat. So I see Ortiz that next night, and he walks by. I said, Poppy, I said, don't be afraid now. You're coming back to the Bronx, baby. Don't get scared on me now. So, you know, he, he starts laughing. He starts busting my balls a little bit. That next game, the Red Sox beat the Yankees 16-1 to in Yankee Stadium. They slaughtered them. So I'm working, and I'm out on the driveway, that same night, Ortiz comes back to have a drink at the bar. So I'm on one side of the driveway, Ortiz is on the other. And all of a sudden, I hear in Ortiz's voice, Rob! He goes, Rob! I turn around and it's him. And he goes, What happened? What happened with your jankies, Rob? And he starts laughing. And what am I going to say? They just spanked him in the Bronx. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm shit-talking Yankees, Red Sox, playoff baseball with David Ortiz. It doesn't get any better than this. But the bottom line is it's just so great to to see a guy who who is exactly who he portrays himself to be. He just lights up a room. Big old smile. He's a happy guy. I wish nothing but a speedy recovery for the big man. The big lefty that just drove the Yankees crazy for 10 years. 
whatever it was. Anywho, folks, thank you for listening to the Brilliantly Dumb Show again. We're coming to you every Tuesday, week by week. Going to try and ramp this thing up to maybe two episodes a week. It's all I want to do. All I want to do is have this mic in my hands and just talk to you kind folks. I'm loving it. Thank you for the reviews, the ratings, the downloads. Let's keep this train rolling. Happy to have you aboard the Brilliantly Dumb Show. We will see you next week. On behalf of me and Grace Ibrahim, thank you and have a good rest of your week.